I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of the Out of Spec Podcast was brought to you by Magna. Magna is a leading-edge mobility technology company for automakers, and it supplies automotive systems, assemblies, modules, and components to countless brands you've undoubtedly heard of. GM, Ford, BMW, Mercedes, Volkswagen, and so many more. Magna has been a key player behind the scenes for decades, including pioneering some of the first reverse cameras before you had even heard of the concept. They now look to the future with fully autonomous driving systems, ADAS, and many electric car components for your EV at home. We'd like to thank our sponsors that make shows like this possible. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Schieffer, joined by co-host Kyle Connor, co-host Mike Breeling, and co-host Ben Spreen. And uh, yeah, the OG squad is back for this week. Uh, we wanted to catch up, talk about some things we've been doing, maybe a bit of car news here and there. Um, yeah, so where to start? I guess we were just pre-show talking about, um, we've been doing some drag races, of course, yeah, as one does. And um, as one does, we compared a CUV versus an electric car versus a uh, sporty sedan. And uh, actually, I thought it was, it was really awesome. I've got a picture here for YouTube listeners, but uh, or YouTube viewers, but yeah. Three, three beautiful shades of gray on the <laughs> the road surface with Kia versus uh, Hyundai versus um, Genesis. Yeah. So, uh, Kyle, were you surprised <laughs> by anything? Yes, very surprised. So the idea was we had both. Well, we, we should talk about all the cars we've been driving because we've been driving stuff even when the Rivian was here and we have not spoken about those cars. So this is like a whole roundup this episode on – Everything we've been driving for the last three weeks of us. And so we got a lot of cars to get through. But we've had both the Kia Sorento and the Hyundai Genesis G. Oh, wait, sorry. Not the Hyundai Genesis. We've had the <laughs> Kia Sorento and the Genesis G70 3.3T all-wheel drive advanced, which is like the one up from the bottom, but not the max. I'll explain that in a bit. And it's basically their super sporty sedan versus Kia's affordable 
you know, three row SUV versus Hyundai's electric hatchback thing that is called an SUV, but it's not. And uh, pretty amazing, these results. It's a little bit of a mix and mash lineup, but um, surprisingly, the Genesis didn't win anything. <laughs> that <laughs> is surprising. Okay. Other than looks, I think it looks the coolest. Yes. Although the Kia really was, you know, I've seen it online, but like seeing it in person, I was like, oh, this is really stunning looking. Um, they but... all look great in their <laughs> yeah. own way. I mean, each of the brand identities, I would say these are the best looking cars in each car's lineup. Although mm -hmm. I do like the GB70 as well. The SUV version, I yes. think looks amazing. So the, the moral of the story is the South Koreans are just absolutely on fire and killing it. They are just making some of the best cars on the market, some of the best driving experiences, and all three of these cars embody a different segment and they're all great in their own right. But the Sorento has the best braking power of the three, which is amazing. It's good for the family. <laughs> yep. So we did a 70 mile per hour, obviously zero drag race. The, the Ionic actually won Genesis second, Kia third. Uh, and then we did a 70 mile per hour braking test, which the Sorento totally smoked the uh, Ionic five, which totally smoked the G 70. Yeah. I will say the drag race was extremely close between Hyundai Ionic 5 and the Genesis. It actually wasn't, though, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm, in... I'm excited to hear why, because I watched the video, and the Genesis beat it off the line, the Ionic, yeah. which there, is to be expected. Yeah. But I was surprised the Ionic won in the end, and I thought it was really close. Like I thought they were so, pretty neck and neck. I just think the launch was bad. I didn't see it from my car. And so I, if I had seen that whole drag race, I would have said, let's redo it and let's get a better launch. I knew the Sorento was going to be last to launch because yes. I wasn't brake torquing it. And there was a little bit of delay where it builds revs and it's a dual clutch before it can, you know, clamp down on the clutches. So I like, I know I'm going to be last to get off the line. I thought the, the Ionic would have had the jump, but I think Zach fell asleep at the start. <laughs> and Timon was a little bit eager in launch control to pop off the brakes. And so basically, I think um, re regardless, the Hyundai launched second and came in first. So even if they launched at the same time, we knew that was the faster car. So I was fine yeah. with, with the results in the end. Um, but man, that thing had not only, I think the Ionic would have, would have gotten it zero to 30 miles an hour, but it had sustained performance all yeah. the way through the race, it kept inching on the Genesis, which that's a no joke. That Genesis has way more power and a little bit less torque, but 365 horsepower versus 320, like big difference here. But we are at elevation. It was surprising to see the Ionic 5 continue to pull like a traditional ice car, whereas most electric cars, as soon as you get to that top end, they tend to like flatline, like bottom out almost. And the Ionic 5 continued to build speed. And it was pretty impressive to see uh, on film, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, we thought this is a silly drag race and, like, it's not going to be close. And, like, oh, it's going to be Genesis 1, Ionic 2, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, Sorento just way in the dust. It wasn't the case. And the Sorento really is uh, just an incredible value for money. Forty-five grand for a max trim turbocharged Sorento dual clutch with that nice stitched leather and a, a wonderful interior. It's, I think, almost the car I would drive home from there. 
Although uh, we should talk about the others as well, because I've had a chance now to drive all three of these cars extensively, but, but I had, I spent all day in the Genesis up until about an hour ago. And really that's a sick car. Yeah. Mike and I quite like the Sorento hybrid in our testing. Yes. It's a very, very good car overall. I the, um, nothing wrong with it. Truthfully. I think the only downside of the hybrid is you cannot get it in that SX prestige package, yeah, which yeah. is the one that you had. And that makes it, a whole lot nicer on the inside but we going back to what ben said it's still a really good car we were very impressed i don't see any reason why you wouldn't honestly buy that car uh even in hybrid form for like 37 grand i think it was that mm -hmm. as tested uh, it was a really it's good value, a value such a value it's like tahoes are so expensive and get oh, such God, garbage yeah. fuel economy unless it's the diesel this is like for a for a sensible family this is the option and, um, you know, we did some airport runs in it. Alyssa had to take it to Denver for a thing today. So like, it's been working for us this week. We've been driving it and it's just been a wonderful cruiser, wonderful cruiser, great driver assistance, great options and settings. And we had the exact same hybrid you guys had as well. I think it was the same car that came out yeah. here later. <laughs> and, um, you know, thanks for farting in it. it smelled terrible. And <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a full battery of tests. <laughs> And it, it's just, it was a, it was a wonderful experience, uh, that car, but I really like this, uh, non-hybrid version, this turbo, cause they have a, a non-turbo 2.5 and a turbo 2.5, the turbo 2.5 super torquey rips the shifts, which is like, why are we even talking about that in a seven passenger or six passenger SUV? <laughs> but like, it's a great driving car. Yeah. The, the non-turbo would really suck up here at altitude. I'm glad we didn't get that one, although I'd kind of like to rip it apart. But uh, it's like such a good car. But the it's amazing what turbos do up here at altitude. Well, they um, do good and bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'll explain the bad because uh, I know this is very heavy on the combustion early on in the show. We'll get to some EV stuff later on. But um, I was driving the Genesis G70 today on my typical morning canyon loop and was not hammering it but going for a sporty cruise and i was loving the driving dynamics and i'm like you know this car is the one down from the max so no brembo brakes no limited slip in the rear and no um brembo brakes limit slip and no active damper and so it's a little soft but it's very balanced and i'm okay with soft as long as the car is balanced because it kind of leans in it still does some sort of torque vectoring situation because nailing it on corner exit i even with the all-wheel drive was coming out neutral steering and uh it holds at the red line goes like 500 rpm deep into the red line uh like almost to seven which is pretty good and it's got the valved exhaust option which gives it an extra three horsepower and yes. uh, it's not loud enough. It should be a much more aggressive valve. It's actually kind of annoying to drive this car around at low speed because you get this very buzzy noise out the back. And it's a little bit like just let it breathe. And when you nail it, it's got the breathing through a straw vacuum cleaner noise, even with the valves yeah, yeah. open. It's just... <laughs> and I'm like, well, I can't really hear it. So like, let's, if I had it, I would just rip the exhaust off of it. So it was no BMW M340. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. I would still have it, and maybe not wow. over an M340, but I'd have it over at least a 330, which is what it competes with because it's 49 grand as tested. That's true, even though it's a six-cylinder. So I would, I agree. I think the Genesis is probably a better buy just for the drivetrain alone. 
And uh, yeah, so so really liked it. There's there's like tuning things that they need to work on though. The you know how some automatic transmissions do the little fart upshift and they go, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's a torque converter eight speed. Um, it only does that in Sport Plus, like not even in Sport. And uh, so it, it's really slushy to drive around unless you have it cranked all the way up in maxi max mode. And honestly, that's how I've been driving it around most of the time at low speed in the manual setting, uh, just because I like the, the upshift crispness a little bit more. And, and by the way, this one is painted in Siberian ice or something like that. It's a wonderful it's color. Beautiful. Yeah. I think I have you a need, picture on my Twitter. You can pull up. Jordan. You need the green one, dark forest green or something. That no, one looks this is the spec. Whatever uh, we have now. But I don't know. one more calibration issue. When I got to the top, I was like doing the last hill climb on my Canyon loop before I peak at just over or right around 8,000 feet of elevation. Um, it started to break up. Like it started to misfire. Really? And yeah, and I, the only other car, production car, that's happened to me in is a Morgan Plus 4. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that's a production car. Right, yeah, and that's a Morgan. <laughs> so, like, of course, yeah. that's what happened. Um, I've had cars overheat. I've had cars derate power because they're getting hot or the transmission's hot or something. This did none of that. It just was going, eh, da, 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 da. And I was like, whoa. So I kind of backed off of it, and I have it all on video, and I – you know, rolled into it again and it just, blah, 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 and I was like, Whoa, it feels like when you have a bad tune on a turbocharged car mm. <laughs> and it's almost like it didn't compensate for the elevation on the way up. And it just was starving itself. I, you would, it almost felt like it had too much air and not enough fuel, but my guess it may have been the other way around and mm. wasn't very pleasant. It only happened right at the top because as soon as I lost about 500 feet of elevation, it was fine again. So we must have just hit that threshold where it was pretty unhappy. And I got to say, hmm. that's, that's annoying. Also, I love all the comments where people think, you know, yeah, it's, it's not electric, so throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah your, your Twitter, um, I guess, audience is a very mixed crowd because there's people that are like, this thing's awesome. And then if the, you know, if it burns gas, it belongs in the trash. That's yeah. Yeah. But, but we're going to be seeing this with automotive going forwards. I'm not sure what the best way to handle it is especially yeah. as we're growing not only our combustion business, but also our electric business, we're going to have this dichotomy. And I don't know if the answer is just to fully separate everything or to just force the issue. I really think for me, it's just embrace it all and talk mm -hmm. about the goods of both and the bads of both. Literally just converse about everything because there's too many people who are segmenting themselves into the echo chamber of what they love. And um, yeah. I think there's value in both and it's going to be a gradual transition. You know, we're not going to be like, oh, next year, all gas is dead. EVs forever. It's not for a long time. <laughs> not for a long time. Yeah. But I do think, you know, it is kind of silly, like commuting to the office and turning on a combustion engine. I'm like, well, I'm just going to take the smart car or the Tesla. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll yeah. just yeah. pick this out for a Canyon rip. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree. I'm internally conflicted as well because I love combustion for all the fun bits and I love electric for like everything else. Um, but I've really fallen for this G70, 30 MPG on the highway, by the way, at 70, which it's rated for 25. So it smoked the EPA in our test, um, wow. which is pretty amazing. And that's EPA highway rating. I think it's 17 city, 25 highway by the EPA. And we did 30. So, I mean, that's wow. pretty good. Um, yeah. So 
Also, not a great EPA highway rating for a car like that, truthfully. Yeah, not very good at all. And it has an eco setting for its all-wheel drive system. And it has one of the best sound systems, truly. Not the in lexicon. Turn, the lexicon. And if you yes. put it in the yep. reference setting, it's yep. just so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Lexicon is so good. I mean, that's what we had in the G80 that we had last time. And I, was I never like, listened to it in the G80, though. Oh, that, that was like... We had that really close to the same time as the Bowers and Wilkins with the XC60. Yep. And those were Bowers and Wilkins still took the, the show, but barely. As and Lexicon should. was up there. Well, they're different types of systems. I, I feel like the Lexicon is like a very studio oriented, like actually tuning the music. I feel like I'm in like where they're putting the mixing boards and stuff, and I'm yeah. hearing every single sound <laughs> profile. And and really it's a system that sounds best with everything zeroed out. Like yep. no pumping the bass, no pumping the treble, just put it right down the middle. Whereas the Bowers and Wilkins is this very enveloping, large feeling uh, sound system that that is arguably tuned. I think they have some Dolby stuff in the Volvo stuff. But anyway, just pretty both totally different systems, both great. Would love to have both. Yeah. And we also did uh, Kia EV6 versus Ionic 5 and through the Volvo XC40 recharge in the mix. And, of course, a Rivian was just on site looking good. <laughs> That's our friend Will's Rivian. Yeah. Will looks like a proper Rivian driver, too. Well, he looks like Rivian. a proper, like, Silverado driver. Not <laughs> I mean, I, I so future a real cowboy truck now. owner yeah the future of electric truck owners will be cowboy hats and he's spearheading that movement well because um, will and i like electric for similar reasons in that it gives you full energy independence i mean it's mm -hmm. like uh you know one of the my whole thing is like i like to just live in my own little bubble and if i can produce create store and power my life with my own electricity that i've created on my own piece of land then there's nothing more independent than that and that's Will's kind of guy. And he um, is buying 600 acres just up the road here near Laramie, Wyoming, just right outside of town. And this is going to be his farm truck, and it's going to be awesome. That is a great farm truck, honestly. <laughs> like, Rivian's made the perfect example of one, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yep. His new farm truck is really suitable unless it has 835 horsepower. Yeah, we've got to get across 600 acres quickly, Ben. Yes, and it just floats <laughs> over it all. I'm needed on the other side of the farm. <laughs> <It's my> <laughs> well, anyway, you know, we had we really have so many cars to talk about too. So the Rivian stuff we've covered. I think we yep. just. I'm tired of talking <laughs> yeah. about Rivian. I don't even want to hear Rivian ever again. Uh, that's not true, but it's just a. In lot other news, the R1S. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I zoomed in to cut out the Rivian. Uh, no, uh, I I do like the Rivian, and we are going to buy one. And uh, yeah, they're they're great. So too bad um, we didn't order one when they were cheap. <laughs> I know, but I think I'm just going to try and find a reservation to convert or something like that. We'll see. Uh, XC40. Yeah, I was going to ask, how was the XC40? Um, so let's talk about the drag race, and then I'll tell you about each car. Okay. How about that? So we did Ionic 5 versus EV6 drag race, which was this video. And as you would expect, they're the same cars. They were very neck and neck. Although the Ionic 5 inched out the EV6 with a lighter driver in the EV6. Me, I've never been the lighter driver before. And so thanks, Zach. And so basically, yeah, the Ionic 5 seemed to, seemed to outpower the EV6, but then the EV6 had better braking. And I think it's down to the tires. Mm-hmm. 
So there's your spoiler. You don't have to watch that video anymore. Then we drag race again, the XC40 recharge, which has about 90 more horsepower than those cars, 402 horsepower, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, 400 and something pound feet of torque. It's quite very, very stout powertrain. And the Kia jumped it off the line, like perfect launch. The Kia actually inched ahead and then the XC40 ramped up and just walked away. And it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised that Volvo is like limited it off the line. Like we'll not give you instant power. It's just the way that I feel like Volvos are. Yeah. And I think they would just like rip axles out of it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. it does. 472 foot pounds of torque or something crazy, I think. So, well, also, Ben, you and I have discussed this at length. When, you, when it comes to electric motor tuning and calibration for acceleration, it's kind of nice to have this increasing mm-hmm. sensation because a it, bit. Yes. Yeah, it encourages you to stay in it. It does. I, I think there's the benefit to that. Um, you know, like another car, it's about exactly the same power as the um, Volvo, like the Jag I Pace. That one just freaking rips from the launch if i remember correctly it's been yeah. a while yeah it's been um, a while for me too but also like i you know like i'm conflicted my tycon does that ramp up thing in the same way a model s 85 did yep and in my head i just want you know i kind of just want to roast the tires and i know that's not faster but it's fine <laughs> well so, you know i, I think happen. it depends on the car i think for the volvo it's very suitable to have that ramping sensation well because it's not um, you know it's not a ludicrous line. mode it's not for yeah. launching <laughs> everywhere it's just quick no fun. but it's it you wouldn't know it unless you drag raced it against the kia that's the thing you don't feel it when you drive the oh, really? it's still like whoa and then i'm like how is the kia faster and then it just was like whoa again and i walked up uh up to 112 miles an hour because volvo cares about our safety because speed yes. equals unsafe yeah um, ev6 does a very unsafe 118 compared yeah. to the 112 so very oh, dangerous, dangerous car yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. EV6, good. great brakes, but uh, there is a definite limit. If you, can't, if you keep romping on them for 65 miles, they... Well, Jordan, <laughs> that's the case for any car. <laughs> so I had asked Jordan to run the battery down. And were you doing neutral on the brakes as well? Yeah. So it was straight friction braking. So your acceleration braking, acceleration friction braking. So I, yeah, I left the office. It said 220 miles remaining. And then I drove 65 miles and it said 15 miles remaining. <laughs> that's a good yeah, drive wonder, right there. Yeah, now a lot of that's also like uh, if you use the same energy scale, you probably would have had 40 miles remaining. Yeah, but I, I yeah, I basically used, I, I left at 90 and arrived home at 10. So I used 80% of the battery pack in 65 miles. Proper. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's what we need. And yeah. and it was great because I was able to do some charging stuff with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe you went a little too aggressive. I did, yeah. So. <laughs> so sorry to Kia. We didn't damage the car, and the brakes felt fine. Uh, somehow the fluid never felt like it boiled because the ba- oh, brake. I, I was going to ask about brake. that if the because I remember Ben like destroyed his fluid on the Dragon, his BMW, and his yeah, brake. No, the pad actually. We melted the pad. Yeah, the pad was dripping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that happens. I mean, it's fine. It's just, it's a brake by wire. So I wonder how much actual squishiness is being tuned out and compensated by the electronics in the car. Because when I got in it, I didn't know any of this had happened. I just drove it, uh, you know, for, for a minute and I was like, oh, this feels fine. Like, wouldn't have any idea. 
That's good because I absolutely freaked out, but that's good. <laughs> they built well, I was just actually driving the Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio, and it has a weird brake pedal thing as well, like that, where it's that dynamic brake booster. It's yeah. my least favorite brake pedal ever. Yes, and it's very um, stiff, isn't it? Yes. It's, yeah, it it's feels awful. like you're stepping on like a backpack. <laughs> That's like, full. <laughs> like it, it, it's. I know that's a weird. I can't really come up with a better thing. But no, just, I was talking about the suspension. In a normal way. The suspension. Oh, oh, is oh, oh this, the yes. suspension is stiff in that yes. thing. And then it's there's like a stiff setting. A GT. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're like, you've been sporting this. Now you're in stiff mode. And I'm like, I wasn't in stiff mode this whole time. You're telling <laughs> me, like, it's pretty rough. And then, then you can only get the exhaust open in race mode, which means you can only go to mid stiffness and not full soft. And right, you know, but it makes some good noises. And then kind of when fun. you go to race, it turns traction control off. Yes, it, it does. does. Yeah. Yes, P, which yes, is like which, the only way to have your exhaust open in a like performance vehicle is kind of silly. But I mean, I kind of agree with that logic somewhat. But I mean, it works for us, but like think about the person the buying an Alfa Romeo not. Stelvio Quadrifoglio. It's the type of person who would never yeah. let you forget that they drive an Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quadrifoglio <laughs> and they should not have ESP off. It is a fire engine, <laughs> don't you know? That's what they would be saying all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the issue you know, I had with its brake pedal, though, is when you come off the brakes, you get, like, rear-ended with creep, is how it feels. Uh, uh, you mean from a stop? Yeah. yeah, like, if you're, oh, like, you come off so the brake. it's up the whole time. Yeah, so if you, come off, if you just let go of the brake normally, like you would in any other car, it feels like you, like, tap the throttle really aggressively, yes. even though you didn't touch it's it. It's very it. hard to inch it in a parking yeah. lot. So uh, all manufacturers, gas, electric, just, just make the pedal normal, please. Thank you. <laughs> my, my soapbox for the day yeah but that stelvio quadrifolio still i mean it rips it's no question it's oh yeah playing, rips the shifts does all the stuff i was gonna say the only the redeeming quality yeah is one it's over 500 horsepower and two it sounds amazing and it does the really good upshift noise like yeah, it part, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you just you feel like you're in a race car i mean you just do it's so hardcore. I mean, they literally took the Julia Quadrifoglio and put it on stilts, gave it <laughs> yeah. all-wheel drive. Yeah. And it's you're really right. a sporty vehicle. It drives yeah, the like the shooting time. blocks are still in it, though. Yes, it, yeah, does. it does. The whole time we were in it, I'm like, I don't know who buys this. Like, I get why you make this car, but I would have the Julia because there's no reason to have this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <then laughs> I want a stiff, rough ride. Like, if you really want the SUV, like, you can have a Macan GTS and have both of those things all well, the yeah, time. Well, yeah, because the, compromise. the four-cylinder one sucks because I hate that yeah. engine. Yeah, it's terrible. Turbo yeah. lag city. And there are some journalists that, like, love that two-liter engine, and it, mm. it makes – Power at twelve hundred RPM and then nothing above that. It's so it gives you a lot at twelve hundred. It's like a it's big lump. Way of it. too much. <laughs> it's way too much at twelve hundred. Like it's fast, but it's not engaging. Uh, the chassis is great on that car, though, and the Stelvio yeah. Quadrifoglio. Yeah, the Quadrifamaggio is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stellar vehicle. So, I guess Kia EV6. Should we talk about what we did with that? Because we have to. I mean. We already gave them some videos, but Kia loaned us the car, so we should talk mm -hmm. about it for a minute. And uh, yeah, great, great car. One of the best. Buy it if you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I read Jordan's write-up of the EV6, and I completely agree. It should have some sort of ambient lighting for the money. <laughs> you can option uh, it. Uh, only if you uh, even on the even on the wind model, or do you have no, to get the GT? You got to get the GT line yes. with the ugly seats. So, yeah, so the wind with problem. tech package. 
I feel like should have ambient lighting. Yeah, tech, it does not. But it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like even if he, even if Kia gave you just white ambient lighting, you couldn't change the color. Like it wasn't configurable. Like just throw in ambient lighting manufacturers, please. Kyle's yeah. gonna go shut the shade because it, it doesn't even need to be like the fancy stuff. Just door pockets, door handles, footwell storage console done very basic yeah and my my friend Ahmad, who we did the i ever did the road trip with uh, he added it just after market just uh just so he had something because yeah there was really yeah. dark footwells <laughs> well i don't mean to knock on Ahmad, but i feel like he would go to AutoZone and just get some lighting and put it in there. <laughs> he yeah he's done more things to that car than yeah. <laughs> every stick on component these really wide wheels that don't fit it i don't get it but like whatever i mean i'm glad he's enjoying it yeah to each their own but um, um yeah exactly. you, did a, you did a range test right and uh, 257 miles was it 254 miles something like that at 70 yeah. smoked your range test yeah <laughs> I did have... three people in the car no yeah. i think i think it was mostly yeah. crosswind no, we and had crosswind. I had crosswind. Not as much as me. But and, then you um, shouldn't have done the range test. I think it's the extra weight too. Does yeah. I want to I want to do that in a test. I want to do a one versus two versus three people in the car. Well, speaking with a lot of test engineers, it's a massive difference. More so yeah. than I even thought. That's well, why do cars don't have spare tires anymore. Right. The comments, the comments on my range test were very, very heated on both sides. And so I'm really <laughs> genuinely curious. Well, do um, the test, set it up, run it, yeah. and uh, you can just do it by yourself and then put put some random people in there. Or honestly, sandbags. Yeah, sand is great. We have sandbags. <laughs> yep. Put some sand in there to simulate the weight. That's the way to do it. 1,500 yeah. pounds of sandbags. testing. I really like that Kia EV6. I'd still buy an Ionic 5. I think really? I would too. Well, because I was just going to get the max trim anyway. So I would just get the limited Ionic 5. Yes. But. Yeah. So max trim, I would get Ionic 5 over EV6. Mid trim, I, I would reverse that. Well, why would you ever I buy a mid trim? I, would, I wouldn't. Well, then, so you would buy an Ionic 5. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ionic, so 5, Ionic 5, limited in the, uh, what's that color? I think the color your dad got. And then the green interior, whatever it's called. Oh, shooting yeah. star. Shooting right. star. Shooting star. Yeah, the with, metallic. The, with the green interior that's actually pretty much white, but you know, they'll call it green, whatever. Yeah, because the um, dash is a gray with a hue of green in it. Yeah. It's not like the EV6 green interior, which is atrocious, by the way. It is not a good looking green. It's not like the Rivian green, Forest Edge, I think right. is what it is. Like that's a good looking green. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that's good looking. But that's the, how whatever, I know Ben would spec it that way. Whatever Kia was doing was they man compass yellow over forest green. No, it's bad, sir. but I love no, it. No, it needs to be. Yes. Oh yes. Here's the thing. I like both of those colors so much. I'm willing to just not look at them together. Deeply tint the windows. Not worry about it. Wow, you're a brave man. I'm surprised we didn't even let you order that. <laughs> they do. They will. Yeah. Hey, everyone's money's just as green. You don't need taste. Right. Well, there you go. But but uh, uh, like remember Volkswagen wouldn't let you order like the best color combo which was the light gray with the light gray yes. seats. They wouldn't let and, you do and, it. But like Rivian lets you do bright yellow with green interior. Yeah. Whatever you want. 
crazy people. Your production is just delayed because that's a really weird spec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like, we're going to build this in 2027. What else happened? Yeah. So we had an entire podcast dedicated to the Rivian, which is why we don't really need to <clears throat> spend much time on it. We did the Rivian versus everything with EV capitalized. Um, well, we talked about which, that. Yeah, and yeah. during that time, I drove my first Leaf. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy oh, wow. that you hadn't driven a Leaf before. That is surprising first, to me, yeah. too. Because Jordan, yeah, who, you are you like missing out on much, man. I guess. Oh yeah, who who drives? I, I, was, I thought Jordan was like perfect Leaf customer. Yeah, <laughs> I went backwards. I mean, I can't. Uh, basically, I got out of Tycon Sport Turismo GTS and went into a Leaf, and I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but so this is how the other half lives. <laughs> I, you know, leaves. You know, the the the. I feel like the 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 cult. I don't know what the word is. The the fulcrum of my review bits was um, balanced on like the leaf is so much like the Prius more than I expected in terms of the hatred, but how actually good the car is. Like everyone just craps on the Prius. They're like, you know, the Prius is like the you have no inspiration, no imagination. You just get a car. But it's like that's the so sensible, which is why so many professors own leaves, I guess, is because they just kind of make sense unless you want to do things like take a road trip. Uh, well, like you're a professor, where do you have to go? Admittedly, they're priced well. They have great range yep. for their price. Well, things are changing now, but still, you know, what they would be selling for. Uh, and they drive nice. They're quiet. They're comfy. They yeah. are a box. You can fill them with things. Uh, and I think, you know, as much as all of us would complain about Chatamo, I mean, I drive down uh, like my family's neighborhood and they have like 12 Leafs and 12 <laughs> Tesla owners all in the same neighborhood because for some of the people, they don't need any of that extra stuff. And it's kind of pointless. I I just thought, I mean, I took the, the review. I was like, well, you know, the Leaf was introduced with the tagline of um, innovating humankind, innovating the world, something like that. Um, and all around innovation. And I was like, oh, let's see if anything's still innovative. And not really. And even the sound system, I was like, I opened the trunk and I saw this cool bass box, which is only really found in like, okay, old high-end TVs, like, well, from Bose, who made this. And it's it's a different way of getting bass frequencies aside from having a subwoofer from an actual cone subwoofer. And I was like, oh, cool. And then I did some research. And I was like, oh, no, they literally used the same sound system from 2013 till now in the leaf and did not make a single change when they updated the leaf in 2017, whenever that was. <laughs> so well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. The thing with the exactly. leaf is it's, it's just <laughs> cheap, reliable yeah. transportation. Yep. And, and it is good at that. And this one was orange. So it was really fast. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's what the mini is. I mean, it's cheap and it's going to be reliable. I mean, even the new F 56 gen, minis have been reliable they haven't had any really yep. electrical gremlins or anything like that plague them unlike you no know, the early mini is premium and the leaf yes, is not it, yes, the leaf the makes the no attempt at nicer. being up market it just is what it is so what what's the what price the professors have as minis what's the price of the mini se it starts at 29.990 okay and what's like a maxed out one i think it's like 38 oh. grand Okay, so a maxed mine out was thirty five. A maxed out leaf or a maxed out mini. Yeah, I would definitely take the mini because it would it would feel drastically. Well, you have even. half the range, less than half yeah. the range. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the range thing. You only get hundred miles or whatever it's called. And so, yeah, yeah I'm seeing a lot more new minis than I am new leaves because I think people in this category are like, hey, this is a secondary vehicle or whatever it is. Get the nice one. 
that's got yeah. a personality mm-hmm. that's friendly that improves yeah. your day. Driving a leaf doesn't improve my day, but it does get me to where I need to go. And so it accomplishes job one of a car, which is transportation and job two, it doesn't even focus on, on the fun side. Yeah. But I, I'm so happy <laughs> Nissan was, was brave enough to loan us a car to drag race it. This was my pitch to Nissan. I said, as Steve, our friend who is the PR guy, I'm like, Steve, you got to give us your leaf because we want to drag race it against every EV on the market and your car is going to be the slowest. <laughs> and he's like, well, well, and he's got this real nice, deep Southern draw. I think he was in radio before. He's got a great voice. And he's like, well, well, what are you talking about, Kyle? And I'm like, <laughs> it's not going to win, but, I, but we need a leaf there. And he was like kind of questioning it. I'm like, look, Steve, that's fine. If you don't want to give us a car, we're going to have a leaf one way or another. Like everyone in my town drives one. But um, and then he calls me back and he's like, all right. I'm, I'm like, Steve, we don't need the leaf. We'll just take one from, from one of our viewers here in town. He's like, no, 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 no. I want you to take the leaf, tell the story, do the thing. And it's orange. That's the selling point. That's the selling point. It is a cool color. He was genuinely not. concerned that the leaf that we might be borrowing wasn't orange and they want to present the orange leaf. And so they mm-hmm. sent it up to us for a week for that, which I thought that's was the best thing ever. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And the video did well. And the, we talked about how the Leaf was the first one there before yeah. any of the other cars. Yeah. Which I mean, is true. It, it's got to be one of the best colors that we had at the runway. Just the yeah, leaf. that and the and the uh, the yellow orange from the Maki. Yep. Yep. Cyber, yeah, orange, cyber orange, right? Which is really you can get a Maverick in that yellow. Color. Say that again, Mike. I think you get a Maverick in Cyber Orange. I think that's Ooh, what it's called. Wonderful. You can. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I want a, a Maverick in Grabber Lime. <laughs> you can have to wrap it. Yeah, yeah, look at that stunning orange. Nissan. That's right. Stands out. It really is amazing how many shades of gray there are in yeah. cars nowadays. <laughs> no, they Maybe need to do a year-end uh, wrap-up of we could literally call it Fifty Shades of Gray, where we just pick our yes. favorite gray car from the like color paint color gray from the year. I'm all about rank that. them all. Why not? You know, <laughs> I'll do all a right. full video on that. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah actually, it. me and, yesterday, me and Timon saw a red. Um, Volkswagen 94, which is the first time I'd seen one yes. in public. We saw one at the, at the show, but only available in Pro S gradient trim. It was, yeah, I've never it was seen a, a red one. It was it's the only color I like on the ID4. I see one every <laughs> once in a while. Really? I quite appreciate it. I don't really like any others. They're boring. Mm. I like the blue a lot. I would and the blue is very Volkswagen y. It's not interesting stone. to me. And I don't like red cars typically, but I think it's just with the gradient package, it's just a good looking car in the red. Well, um, yeah, it's like red on the Rivians actually looks really good. Mm-hmm. It does. One more thing we have to talk about is uh, the XC40 before we get too far away mm-hmm. from that conversation. Yeah. Uh, built on Volvo's CMA chassis, same as C40, same as Polestar 2. By the way, Polestar 2, 65,000 cars to Hertz over the next five years. You guys yes. see that? Yes, that's just one of our very excited. They're going to get so beat to hell. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but so are all the Model 3s that Hertz is renting. <laughs> but I feel like a Model 3 is like you can't really break them. That is yeah, but I also it'll feel like they don't hold up great interior-wise, as we've discovered. Uh, You mean Tesla's? My car's fine. Yeah, but you know, like 
But you get in a Volvo that's done 85, and I've had a lot of Teslas, but you get in a Volvo that's done 85,000 miles. You get a Tesla that's done 85,000 miles. It's going to be a lot of different noises going on. Yeah, well, that, I can't argue with that. Every one of my Teslas made noises after but they have stout drivetrains, I will say, except for the front motor mounts and the front axles. But other than those two very crucial things, they've been fine for me. Yeah. Well, we should talk <laughs> and about the rear motor mounts on the big motor cars, but we should and, talk and about the rear drivetrain. Kyle, so XC40. So I actually drove a C40 a couple weeks ago. Really? Um, a demo model that a local dealer has where I bought my V90 from had one in. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go down there and drive this. At Johnson I, in, uh, in, in, uh, Durham, yeah. in Durham. Yeah. Beautiful dealer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. brand, it was, it's brand new. I think it's only three yep. years old, three or four years old. Um, but really awesome car. Like I remember when they launched the C40, I'm like, that's it. I'm having one. And I even told really? you that, like, this is the one to have, the C40, because it looks so much better than the XC40, in my opinion. Even though now the new XC40 will get the same front end, but the rear end, the coupe, I'm a, I've discovered is, I am a coupe SUV person, apparently. It's very cool <laughs> taillights. I'll give it that. And the taillights like are amazing, spoiler. and they have amber turn signals on the taillights, as they should, uh, just like in Europe, yep. over in America, which is great. But they're but, not LED. They are. No, they're full LED on the C40. Oh, not on the XC40 I tested. 60 grand, you don't even get LED turns. Yeah, on. I know. My V90 did not have full LED taillights, and it was yep. really kind of annoying. And then they updated it in 2021. So if you have a new one, you're fine, even though you can't buy them anymore, right. which is unfortunate. <laughs> At least <laughs> anyway. So are you going to buy I, one, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I've thought about it, and I just still think I'd have the Polestar over one. Really? Um, because you're like, you just said, the C40 is the one to have. And it is. No, I think if you're cross-shopping them, unless you really need the space in the back, you should just get a C40. Because it looks better. It comes in fjord blue, and you can get blue carpet on the inside, mm -hmm. yep. which is really good-looking color. That's the one that I drove. And I honestly forgot how fast that car is. I mean, it was fast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think they, what lets way it down faster. for me... For my personal tastes, I would rather have that bigger touchscreen the Polestar gets than that tiny nine-inch old way census screen, which is Google operated now, which is great, and it was super. It was way better than what I had in my Volvo, but I just couldn't. I don't know if I could live knowing that there's a big eleven-inch or twelve-inch screen out there that the Volvo has not used, and even though it's the same car. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong either way. The Polestar is sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. I love both cars. Um, does honestly, the, I don't know which one I'd have, really, but I'd probably go towards Polestar with the performance back. Does that new Google-based Volvo system still use that census touch layer, which is like infrared lasers, where you don't have to technically touch the screen to trigger it like it's meant for gloves? Because I didn't quite love the precision of that I system. don't think so. When I was okay. playing around with it, it was... Just yeah, like using a smartphone. That's good. I yeah. would get the Polestar 2 as well because I need that extra 13 miles an hour top speed. Uh, well, there are some <laughs> other benefits. If you get the Polestar 2 performance, you get serious brakes, suspension, ESP mm -hmm. sport mode, higher top speed, and more power on the rear axle with the software upgrade. Yeah. And the yes. Polestar performance software upgrade stops the seatbelt from yanking you every time you rip around a corner, uh, which is nice. <laughs> And I have heard Polestar for 2023, the performance pack is coming standard with that performance upgrade. 
Great. So we'll see if that's going to be true, but that would be an exceptional value. At yeah, that, point. that would be the way to go. Uh, I would still have the XC40 recharge personally, uh, and I would swap the uh, Olin's suspension and the <laughs> you could yeah onto this thing, and I would somehow convince one of my engineer friends inside of Volvo Group to uh, swap that performance software onto it as well. <laughs> I like the look of the Volvo. Like the best at the end of the day. I mean, I yeah, I love the XC40 and the C40 and. Honestly, sitting back in a Volvo again, I'm like, oh, I really miss my V90. Like, I miss yes. that car. <laughs> I think about your V90 often, actually, because and I were just still, talking about it. <laughs> it's got to be one of the best looking cars ever on the sport suspension with the R design wheels. Yes, I I've had multiple. I've had I've never had more people come up to me when I own that car to talk about it. I've, I had multiple people come up and ask me, did I lower the car? And I was like, nope, that's completely factory suspension. <laughs> yep. Wow. That was a hot machine. It was not fast, but it was a good looking yeah, machine. Yeah, no, it wasn't the it fast was one. But it good was to look good. at and comfy. That's yeah. all it needed to do. Good road tripper, but just front wheel drive. I, would, I wish you had gotten a T6, but that's okay. Couldn't really find any, but yeah. now, now, like now you can't find any or they're all stupid expensive, but... Yeah, I wish for a little bit more power, but I drove that car from North Carolina to Connecticut twice, and it was an amazing experience. Yep, and so yeah, got this XC40 uh, recharge that we had, we did the range test, did some charging stuff with it, saw the updated charging curve at 150 kilowatts a little longer, which was nice, um, ripped it up the canyons. The It's a little bit, it gives up on the comfort around town, which I wish it was a little bit softer. And I think that would help differentiate it from Polestar 2 a little bit more. But like you stuff this thing into a corner and it's tuned perfectly where it's not as stiff as the Polestar 2 performance, which is almost race car levels when you set it up to like hardcore suspension stiffness. Um, this was just great. Brakes are great. Brakes pedal is great. Power is great. Styling's great. It's the right image. It's expensive at 60 grand compared to Ionic 5, EV6, ID4, Mach-E. But yeah, I think it's worth the money. And I'm glad it's a little bit more money too because it weeds out all the people from sort of cross-shopping it because this isn't a car you buy for numbers on paper. This is a more of an experiential thing. It's, it's a little bit classier, but it's not pretentious. And so it's a really nice balance. Yes, I remember watching your range test video on this XC40 that's pictured here for our YouTube viewers. And I you said something very similar, and I completely agree. I thought that the Volvo is priced at a perfect level. I'm glad um, you agree with me, Mike. Yes. That's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. I think it's priced perfect for, for the brand and for the just that class of car it's in. Yep. I just it, think... It, it, it looks so freaking good and it looks like an EV, even though it's like shared with a combustion chassis. Like, I don't know. I, I think, and I, I think this photo Kyle took is really funny because there's a big oil spill or oil leak <laughs> like right in front of the car. <laughs> but I just, I love the Volvo so much. You can tell um, they they park in that spot mostly, but they've also parked in a few other ones around there. <laughs> um, you know, the, the interesting thing though, is this attracts a certain type of person. Uh, and and the certain type of person is really like Alyssa, which she's like, I don't care about the money. I would never drive an ID4 or a Maki. This is the EV I want. Yep. And it's just that it's got the image. I mean, I remember yep. when before the XC40 recharge was out, 
when you and Alyssa lived in North Carolina here, you both were deciding on potentially getting an XC40 ICE motor, a T5. Because when they just came out in 2019. They were hot. And oh my gosh, and they were so good looking. And they still look good. It it shocked the market. It It was very well priced. You could do a pretty good lease because Volvo knew that their residuals were going to be through the roof. And then yeah. I tried to get Alyssa to get one. I tried to get my sister to get one. She ended up buying a Q3. But I'm like, it's got a built-in trash can. And it's designed by women. <laughs> like, it's cool. Like, why aren't you getting this thing? Uh, I don't know. But Orange anyway. door pockets. Yeah. Enough said. Oh, the lava orange interior. Yes. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah, and um, you know it's still got some weird EV quirks. It's not a—I would say it's not a good electric car in terms of its efficiency and charging stuff. Um, but it is just a great all-around package. But I wouldn't buy it as your only road tripper. Like you would want something else to to kind of go cross country with. But most people aren't road tripping cross country. Still, 150 kilowatts is fine for uh, you know the occasional once or twice a year trip that you have to take. And I'm seeing a lot of them around town here because it's it's very good for northern Colorado. There's a lot of money in this town and a lot of people who don't want to show that they have money, but also they want yeah. something nice. And that that's where this car fits in. Yeah, I saw two here in Raleigh just the other day. I've The first time I've seen two XC40 recharges in the wild. And uh, I'm seeing a ton more plug-in hybrid Volvos too. Yes. Um, Volvo, especially now that they have the extended range models, yep. first of all, mm-hmm. 455 horsepower and five, over 500 pounds of torque in an XC60 is or kind of crazy. V60. Yes. Or the V60 Polestar now, the extended range, they go 36 miles EPA rated, I think, or maybe even know. more. It might be 46 miles. I don't know off the top of my head. It's somewhere around there now. It's and it has double. twice the power on the rear axle. Yes, and that is the car if you want to spend $72,000. What you do is you just get an XC60 T8 Polestar extended range. Yeah, so you you do get the T8. Yes, exactly. And then then you just set the suspension to full soft. (laughs) Ben disagrees, but I was just looking at these last night. You can get the 22-inch wheels on the XC60 Polestar. I was building them too. Were we both on the website at the same time? Yeah, probably. (laughs) I built uh, one today. So yeah, I think we're all... uh, (laughs) The more rear axle power, that's that's all I needed to hear. I didn't really care about the rest. The uh, Yeah, Timon and I were in Michigan. We we went by the press car office and we saw an XC60 Polestar extended range and we were like on the 22s. We're like, oh my God, this is so hot. I put a picture of it uh, somewhere. There it is. That's at the press office. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> beautiful yeah thing is hot isn't it love it it's such volvo is just knocked it out of the park with their plugins or even some of their bevs um design lines at least, car. um so what else have we been driving we have we've had some other cars loaned to us f-150 hybrid yep amazing oh, yeah how was that well, second time we've had it we needed it for some comparison stuff and truly just is the master of all trades that is efficient it is crazy fast it's usable and it's got great tech massaging seats it when we had the king ranch one which was really nice had a great sound system the whole bit just things that that ford can think of that no one else can where you have this lighting around the vehicle this this lighting where you can light up yeah. yeah 
the Rivian we were working around and it's like dark everywhere. And then in the F-150, you just go scene lighting on and it's like daytime. It's amazing. And these are the things that like Ford's learned after building trucks for a hundred yeah, years for, or whatever it's been. Yeah, 50 years. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> it's built more than anyone. It does show. So it yeah. does show. At the it shows, right. it's, a real, it's an easy purchase because you know it's going to hold its value. Uh, you know mm-hmm. that they're going to be you know useful for time to come. The power boost um, in terms of its smoothness is not there. It's very clunky in terms of transmission shifting. And, you know, you're just hearing these, all these clunks driving around. And they, they honestly should have tuned that powertrain better. Did it? Because uh, I drove, well, I think, a 21 or something power boost. But I always felt like the when you go from engine off, coasting, to like, let me accelerate again smoothly, you get a big shock to the drive length from everything you know, just working back up. That okay, was on the that was really one. annoying. I think yeah. we felt that on the first one, which we had a limited or platinum. I can't. What's the you had a limited, one? yeah, limited, limited. You had a limited yeah. interior. Yeah, amazing, is, oh, great truck. That's the way Very I would nice. go. Um, <laughs> uh, but this one definitely, the engine on off was smoother. It's just the transmission's very clunky, especially at low speed and going into reverse. It's like kunk kunk, and then it's like. It's it's just bad tuning is all what it comes down to. And I think Ford knows it too. Uh, and so mm-hmm. the Lightning, I think, is going to be much smoother and better at these things. But either way, the Power Boost Hybrid F-150, if you just need a truck that can do it all, you don't want to worry about range anxiety. You still want something that can tow 12,000 pounds and have great driver assistance and lane centering with hands-free blue crews. Like, just get that truck and it's it's worth the money and you can't go wrong. Yeah, I wish I, I had thought about that. I wish I had thought about when I was doing like the camp speaker review, like having it at night, like trying to like light my surroundings, like, oh, I can't see anything. Kyle, can you help me out? And Kyle's just over the F 150. Boom, daytime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, love that truck. And it was cool to have it with the Rivian because it felt like just two very capable trucks and they're just so different. And they both have a place in the market. Like it's not like one's instead of the other. It's like you need both for different things. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to try lightning and do all of our testing on that. But in the meantime, the power boost is a really compelling option. I drive the lightning exactly four weeks from today. Ooh. I was just going to ask you, when are you going to drive a lightning? Because yeah, I know, I know that they're when, getting close to coming out. I don't know when the embargo lifts. I think the day this podcast goes live or right around there, I can tell you all about the Hummer EV, mm-hmm. um, which is coming yes. up soon. Um, basically, yeah, the, the lightning was great. We don't need to really elaborate too much on that. What else did we have? We had EV6, we had a leaf, we had a lightning, we had Genesis, Kia. Am I missing anything? E-tron. Uh, no, that wasn't loaned to us. You needed to get an e-tron S. That's what we need. Yeah. I've already made a review with e-tron S and was really blown away. Yeah. In Europe. Yep. And, um, I should reach out to Audi. So I talked to, um, we're doing something really cool this weekend, which I don't think I've told you guys about yet. Maybe I have. We're doing a race to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this to me the other day, yes. Yeah. So I'm curious what our podcast listeners will think about this. I genuinely don't know what the answer will be. We have a Model <laughs> 3 performance, brand new, fresh car, zero miles. Um, so no degradation. Everything's perfect there. I would love to find a Model S long range, but I just don't know anyone who owns one versus Porsche Taycan Cross Turismo 4 versus 
uh, Ionic 5 versus Mustang Mach-E. So it's a little bit of a race to see who can get to Vegas from Fort Collins first. It's 830 miles, 12 and a half hours without charging. So it's a full day. And, um, you know, plenty of charging stops, of course. And it's a little bit of a network challenge between CCS and Tesla, but also a, a vehicle-specific challenge within the I, CCS network. You should try and find a Polestar for that, too. A Polestar so 2. The Ionic 5 and the Taycan on a better route planner are eight minutes apart from each other. That's, that's, that's incredible. Impressive. Yeah, which is pretty insane. And so I don't know what's going to win. I don't think the though the Mach-E has a lot more initial full charge range. Mm-hmm. They might be able to get another charging stop. And if we roll up to a charger and someone's using the 350 kilowatt, then yeah. there's the advantage. I mean, I mean it's, it's a real world. challenge. Which way is that eight minutes tipped? Is it the Ionic? Uh, the Taycan. Uh, okay, it does charge pretty good. So yeah, um, you could, if you really wanted to increase that cap, you could throw a Taycan sedan in there and, and pick up a little range over the the uh, wagon. I'm sure. Well, Porsche already had this Taycan in Colorado. We yeah. were the last ones to use it. Like five, six months ago, and it just sat at the press office. Wow. I didn't know it was here, and I called Oh, man, you could Calvin. have been driving it the whole time. Well, you I could have made it your daily driver. <laughs> well, they can't, they can't do that. But, like, I called Calvin, who's been on this show. I'm like, dude, do you have a Tycon here? He's like, maybe. Why? I'm like, well, I want to do it. He's like, oh, yeah, it's just been sitting there waiting for someone to do something with it. I'm like, <laughs> I would I would have used it. <laughs> EV versus – no, Rivian versus – everything you know? right well uh actually that's where i found there. out that the car was there and you know porsche being porsche they're like if it's going in a drag race we would only loan you something that ends in turbo s yeah and so i'm like uh well don't ship a turbo s out here for this stupid little <laughs> <Yeah>. video <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, maybe, you know, at some point we can do some more legit drag racing. We'll get a turbo S out here, but either way. Um, yeah. So we have that, though, that That's great group of cars. Weekend. Yeah. And so, um, I don't know what the prize will be, but we're going to get whoever wins like the nicest hotel room. And then everyone else has got to like camp in the motel across the street. Motel <laughs> eight, baby. Yeah. Last one there has to camp in the car. Right. There you go. <laughs> Rivian tent camping. Um, I'd love to find a Rivian to join us because I think that would do pretty well for views. Yeah, that would be great. Because that has a big initial charge. And I bet everything is going to come in way closer than we're thinking. Mm -hmm. I bet you it could be really neck and neck. I'm really excited to watch or hear about this, but I want to watch the video too. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to film it. Uh, Zach came up with the idea, one of our new colleagues, and uh, the guy who has the Ionic 5, he's starting to work for us now. And uh, he came up with the idea and I'm like, great, let's do it. There's our weekend. And so we got to figure out how we're going to film it. We might need to get a few more GoPros and uh, let this thing go. It should be kind of fun. A lot of in-car commentary. <laughs> a lot of in-car commentary. So be a fun of, one to edit. Yeah, well, good luck, Alyssa. I'm going to go through 32 hours of GoPro footage. So, uh, so I got an offer on my Model 3. Strong uh, offer, too. You did. Yes, you did. And I don't think anyone can beat it because I reached out to another dealer who's like notorious. Uh, some viewers recommended me to this one dealer in Salt Lake City, of all places. And they're like, they're buying the world supply of Teslas at way too much money. And even they were like, we can't even come close. Yeah. That, well, Kyle, you and I talked about this this past week. 
And based off what I do now, I was like, yeah, that's a really strong offer. <laughs> I mean, so they I offered me 41 grand through driveway.com for this thing. I think I'm going to replace the glass for them uh, just so it's not an issue. I haven't told them about the glass issue at this point, but I'll replace that so it's not an issue. Um, basically, 41 grand, driveway.com. They said it's going to take a couple weeks because they're kind of backlogged because they're buying a ton of stuff. But they seem legit. They're uh, owned by a huge conglomerate. They're publicly traded. Like it's not a sham. And I was like, how many miles can I put on this thing like in a couple of weeks? And they're like, oh, we have a 10,000 mile allowance. <laughs> wow. Good Lord. That's a lot. That, that's a Kyle Connor allowance right there. So yeah, you know, we're like you know <laughs> that's at least a week of driving for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. That process works. I've never heard of driveway.com until I literally saw someone in a Facebook group say they paid way too much money for my Mach-E. And I'm like, oh, let me just see what my Tesla is. I don't know. I was like going to put in the smart. I just wanted to see how legit it was. And then they hit me with 41 and I'm like, whoa, I think Tesla just offered me 30. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So like another, a, yeah. It was something like that. It was like a huge bump. And I'm like, well, I don't need to sell it. I wasn't planning on selling it, but I'm like, for, I'm just going to dump it at this point. Cause there's a really nice morning. Honestly, you might as well, to be honest, just get, like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, it's you not like you need it. You have the three in the garage, whatever it's the three now. is. Yep. Oh yeah. And, you know, and you just have Jordan three, more than three, three, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Jordan cleaned it allegedly with one microfiber. Like I just saw all the paint swirls in my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should see the stack of microfibers in my garage. They're all on the floor now. I went yeah. through so many microfibers. You got to foam it. You got to clay it. You got to polish it. <laughs> You didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it uh, the car, yeah, I, I just looked at it in person an hour ago. It looked great. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nice video too, by the way. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think I'm going to sell it. I mean, we have a couple of cars coming. I have my Golf R, which should be here any moment, uh, which by the way, we get a Golf R on loan tomorrow. So all the stuff I would never do to my car, we get to play around with. with yes. the okay. car. Oh, man. <laughs> That's like, amazing. What happens if you dump the clutch at 6,000 RPM? I would oh, never do that to mine. Yeah. That's cool. I know yep. you had a great time driving the DSG one. No, I've never driven the DSG. Only the oh, manual. that was a manual. That's right. Yeah, and loved it. And that's what made me buy the car. And so, yeah, same spec blue manual. Like it's just, it's literally the identical car. <laughs> and so wow. either well, this is going to be an interesting test because I might just say that's all the time I needed with it. And I don't need the car anymore because I don't need the car. I've just bought it because I liked it. <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, ordered it because I liked it. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't know what, what what's going to happen. It's got a Magna rear differential. Thanks to Magna for sponsoring all of our stuff. It's got that active diff in the rear all done by the people sponsoring out of spec. They, in the name of drifting, which is great. Good. And I support so, a company that supports that sort of tomfoolery. I know. It's like, that's how you know you found the right company to partner with when they put this axle in there just for the purpose of sideways action. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how Magna was in Michigan. Are you talking about that yet? Yeah, we can talk about it. We can't talk about specifics because it's not all been approved and everything. Mm -hmm. But for those who know, Magna has been a, an insane channel sponsor for the last uh, you know 15 or 20 days or so. And th this is planning to continue for the next couple months as well. And, and hopefully longer into the future. I mean, having a sponsor like this really allows us to make the coverage and make the videos we want to make. So it's really, really good stuff for us. Um, and I, and I hope it's beneficial for them too, because we've already found them a couple 
you know, people are like, what does Magna gain from sponsoring your stuff? And honestly, they're looking for engineers and, you know, our audience is like nerd level 9,000. So it's like the perfect, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, combination of this stuff. And so, yeah, uh, we went to Magna, we went to the Hummer EV battery, uh, basically chassis battery tray assembly plant. And it's not just like an enclosure for batteries. You know, the battery is the main structural component of the Hummer. And so it's made completely of steel. It links the whole vehicle together. It's what allows the T-top to come off. Mm -hmm. And um, it is one of the most impressive, insane uh, factory tours I've ever been on. And it's for something so rudimentary, which is a holding pack for battery cells. Like it does none of the electrical stuff, just the steel and the <laughs> amount of new technology when it comes to welding with lasers and lasers, then hitting uh, wires to melt them in the perfect spot. I mean, truly mind blowing stuff. They have like a 16 or 19 stage paint booth, which is way more than automotive paint. <laughs> and so oh, yeah. it was very mind blowing and it was all Magna designed, all Magna uh, built. And then really the tooling came from GM, but you know, that's, that's how that company operates is GM hired Magna to do it. And they're making, I don't want to give specific numbers because I don't know if they've been approved yet. A lot of battery packs are going to come out of this factory, <laughs> <laughs> like way more than I thought would be possible. I'm excited. Wow. Thing. That's just, it's so amazing. Like how far we've come in battery technology and still have, have to go. Like it's, and Magna's yeah. right there in the cutting edge. It's awesome. Yeah. And what's cool is they only build the double stacker ones for GM. So the Silverado mm -hmm. with the big battery, the yep. Hummer EVs with the all Hummer EV battery packs are the double stackers, the 400 to 800 volt switch basically. And they have the wires to connect everything. It's really cool. All the pathways. <laughs> um, it was a massive factory. The whole tour is an hour long. Just a walk it was an hour of, of just wow. nonstop. Uh, ben would have liked that. Yeah, Anyone who's into engineering and industrialization would have liked this. It was incredible. Yeah. That's and then amazing. what else we do with them? I went to their skunk works like powertrain lab where they put electric motors on these dinos and like test the hell out of them and, you know, <laughs> a, a, you know, put them in shock testing and they freeze them at minus 60 degrees um, and then like crank them up and they look at, they do also differential and gearbox, uh, sorry, different mm. transfer case testing uh, and they cold soak and then heat soak. And it's so, it was my dream come true going there. It really was. <laughs> It was so cool. They also had a Rivian in for benchmarking. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. So that's one cool. thing I didn't know is that like in Michigan, you can like rent an engineering vehicle. So like not from Rivian, there's like this one company or two companies that buy or like they're on the, the first of the list for everything. They then yeah. get all the cars. They all have manufacturer plates on them, which I thought was interesting. And then you can rent them out by the day. And so they were putting uh, current sensors on the Rivian to see how the powertrain control was with individualized data and really neat stuff. Wow. And it had the sport wheels and they had it in the mud. Oh, the 22s. <laughs> it was launch green hey. with black 22s in like soupy mud. Like, It'll do it. Why not? It was pretty motor, cool. baby. Yeah. Yep, it was pretty cool. So then... We also went to their off-road park where we saw that, and we had the JL Wrangler, just a V6, but with the four-wheel drive auto transfer case. Uh, Magna did all of that. They also make the four-to-one in the Rubicon 
That's all Magna. And so we basically put it in four-wheel drive auto and let the transfer case do all this weird stuff to figure out how to get us around uh, Holly Off-Road Park, which anyone can just go to. It's like 20 bucks. But Magna sponsors it. They have a Mount Magna, which is really cool. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, awesome. and, like I, I wish I could show you the pictures, but they're not approved yet. They have the new Jeep Grand Cherokee 4 by es that they're testing because they're doing the transfer case for yeah. that. Literally mm. on like a massive steep uphill where like the front tires are coming off the ground and then they're just like rolling into the throttle and tuning where the power should go. And it's like oh, very cool. everything That's I've ever dreamed of doing awesome. in my life, they're doing. It's so cool. Nice. Yeah. That's, awesome. well, that's pretty much a scope of what we've done. And, you know, some, Is that everything though. Um, I drove my sprinter today for the first time in a couple of weeks. Oh, <laughs> how was that boat? <laughs> started right up like a gym. Oh, good. At least <laughs> it's worth go to so much money right now. Now, if I was going to sell anything, that's what I really should sell. That's yeah, what you I, know. Should sell. I was just going to say that's probably what you should sell. I, I think I could make like 40 or 50 grand on that thing. I, you know I, what? Probably. The better question is Auto Trader or Zillow? Right, but you don't know. <laughs> well, I know there's RV specific places, but I mean, you never know. With housing prices being the way they are in many markets, you might be able to just sell it as a home. <laughs> I just hate dealing with private party sale. Yeah. Uh, for a car that expensive, yeah. I mean, we're talking about basically 200 grand. And oh, then I know. It's like just big numbers and a lot of risk and like, yeah. You know, and then it's like effort. Needs. I don't know. I just don't really have the time to like cater to someone's buying needs. They could be like, Kyle, how do I operate this bed thing or this is broken? I'm just, and so that's the one thing I don't like about private party. And I just want to sell it to someone and be like, let me make a little bit of money and you deal with the person who's going to end up buying this thing. You got to find yeah. like an RV park or somebody like someone who sells RVs, like who would buy it. And then yeah. There are a few out there and I've not looked into it. I, I, again, I don't really want to sell it, but you know, this is a selling market and it's not like anything I own now other than really the smart car is like, this has to stay around forever. The plan was the rep with the rebel was to keep it for a year, make some videos and then get the next thing. And, you know, while I don't feel like I'm ready to part with it, maybe it is time to just redo everything because we have Tycon coming. We have a Rivian coming. We have the golf R coming. There's like so many new things coming that we got to figure yeah. out. Before. And like, you're already in Colorado now. So it's not like you need to drive and camp across the country, even though it's nice to have that option. Yeah. But, that's, that's a great point. And the thing is like, since we got it in the last year, we've just gotten so busy where we don't, Yeah, like, I don't even have the time to take it out. Yeah. yeah. Or to enjoy it. Like personally, like go out right. for like a long weekend somewhere. And it's hard to justify taking it out when we really should, if we have the time, be filming electric car road trips, yeah. rather, like motoring. <laughs> yeah. And so again, while I'd love to keep it, I mostly of the time just sleep in it in my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep it broken in. Yep. Well, that's, I guess that is everything we've done, isn't it? Pretty we much. Have, we just, it's been an exciting, <clears throat> just past the hour mark. And yeah, it feels like we've done so many things, uh, but there's, you know, a lot more to come and obviously more cars coming, both press vehicles, but also personal vehicles. And um, yeah. And uh, oh, I guess I drag raced a 96 Mustang in my Miata. That was <laughs> very riveting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that guy yeah. was super cool. We had him on the podcast. Yeah, he was on our last episode. Tyler, he right? he did just yeah Tyler Parks, I think. Yeah, and he just made it to the West Coast, and he was AC gave out. Yeah, <laughs> in California, you don't need AC. Yeah, not, yeah, not really, not this time of the year, at least. Um, no. Tycon GTSs. I talked to Calvin are on their way to the U.S. Perfect. Uh, yes, Ben's excited. Yeah, Ben, yep. you're gonna upgrade. They could have done that just a little earlier. So I didn't have to lease a car and then well you could have just waited. Well, Ben's gonna get it. Ben announce it. Yeah, I kinda want that. Here's one. a story for Porsche Kyle. Kyle, the, the story is Ben really wants to test drive a G- GTS Sport Turismo, can't find one in his location, and suddenly sure. you and I stumble upon one in Colorado and we have to get it to him in two days. And so <laughs> we were doing motoring road you trip race too. against no, time. so we really should do is move to colorado that, that we've put so many miles on porsche's vehicles i think <laughs> if you look at miles per loan i think we're averaging like five thousand miles alone at porsche right now <laughs> well you need to go across the country so that yeah. excuse it somewhat <laughs> wait we we literally used up one car's entire mileage allotment being the only loan <laughs> yeah. i mean i kind of feel bad about it but at the same time like we're doing cool stuff with them so maybe i don't and like this tycon 4 in colorado like i would feel bad about driving it to vegas and back obviously this has all been approved and everything but like uh that's like gonna be almost probably 2500 miles by the time we're done with everything yeah. on that car and you know it is what it is we're making cool videos with it we're working with it yeah but good luck to us to convincing anyone else to put that many miles in a car. <laughs> Actually, they would. And honestly, no one's ever said no to a road trip story before. So we are very lucky that automakers are just like, yep, do what you want. We have full confidence. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of yeah, hit that yeah. hit that threshold. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a fun show. Fun, fun, uh, fun looking back on the weeks. And we'll uh, see everyone on another show very soon where we dive into even more. So everyone, take care. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.